Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to Film Stop, episode 12. It's a it's a super special episode today. Um, we're, as the title suggests, we are going to talk about Mean Girls. It's going to be a fresh perspective. And I say that because I have a first-time guest here, Claire Byrne. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's, I said the name. That's not how you say oh. my name. Wait, what? It's Claire Byrne. Oh. Byrne? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. I have trouble with your name anyway. <laughs> yes. Um, this is, I guess, this is a common feat for, for me, but I, I, I'm sorry if I ruined your name. Um, okay. Claire Byrne. Um, so Claire and I uh, know each other through school, and um, I'd actually like her to introduce herself, if you don't mind, Claire. Yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, despite the fact that we both struggle saying each other's names, uh, I feel that like we're pretty close. We met through school, um, I guess three years ago, and we bonded over our love of Harry Potter and dogs. Yeah. And um, since we both graduated, I feel like our friendship has grown since we have more time to do stuff outside of school. Yeah, and um, outside of the fact that I have been saying her last name wrong to everyone I've (laughs) met, um, I think that we also have similar taste in movies, outside of Harry Potter too, I think, except for horror movies. Like, we enjoyed, we went and watched Favorite. Wait, wait, are you saying we both like Harry Potter or we don't? No, we like the similar similar movies in in addition to, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you like the Favorite, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. we saw that together. Yeah. And Green Book, I guess we were both kind of, eh, about, Uh. yeah. <clears throat> All right, so we're going to talk about Mean Girls, and and we're going to start off first by, I guess, going into a little bit of a, or building a little bit of a reference about who Claire is and what her tastes in movies are. Um, so for that, Claire, can you tell us your top three favorite movies of all time? Um, so I'd say my number one, which I know you haven't seen, and I don't think a lot of people our age probably have seen, is... Uh, Harold and Maude, which is this dark comedy from the early 70s. And then Mean Girls, I'd say, is probably number two, even though we will get into this later, but but apparently it's not as well-liked as some may think. And then I'd say my third is kind of dorky, but um, I do like The Matrix a lot, which I think is just because when I first saw it, I think it, it was at an impactful time when I was younger. And I don't know, I think it's a good movie. I think about it sometimes still. I feel like all three of those are very inspired choices because I think, like you were saying a, a few minutes ago, I don't think any of those. Well, Matrix, yes, actually, Matrix shows up on top lists for top oh, favorite lists for quite a few people, I'm sure. But the other two are pretty like inspired in terms of choices. They're like more unique to me. 
Yeah, yeah. Why oh. why Mean Girls though? Like, um, what? I love Tina Fey. I think like I love I just love her. I think she's so funny. I love everything she does. Well, I know that some of the stuff is like objectively not that good, but um, I loved her book Bossy Pants. I love mm-hmm. um, she's so talented as a writer, especially, and she wrote Mean Girls, and I think that her humor really comes through here. I love Thirty Rock. Um, yeah, so I think it just has that Tina Fey flair to it, and it's like Tina Fey at her best. Wait, did Amy Poehler write to, write this one too, no, or was it just just Tina Fey? Amy Poehler's not really a writer, but I do love Tina Fey too, or Amy, Amy Poehler, Poehler too. Because I, I when I saw it last night again, I loved Amy Poehler just yeah. because now there's more context. Now I know her a lot better. She's oh. just so. She's amazing. She's so quirky and and yeah, she's puts on this like plastic character really well. Yeah. So, I, <clears throat> sorry, you were gonna I was going to say, say if I could have dinner with, you know, if you were to have dinner with your top 5 people, I yeah. probably would include both Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. Wait, so what do you think of Lindsay Lohan outside of the movie itself? Well, so when it came out in 2003 or 2004, uh, I think I probably liked her um just in general because you know, like I grew up, I'm a couple years younger than Lindsay Lohan, and I grew up with The Parent Trap, and oh, that was right. like the best movie when I was, you know, preteen totally girl. I forgot about that movie, yeah. That's what launched her. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, she had really, really good movies for a while, and then I'd say Mean Girls was probably her best, and then then she started going downhill and, you know, spiraling out, spiraling out of control. A when did bit. she go downhill? When did it all begin? Probably like two or three years after Mean Girls. Oh, that was like what, two thousand six, so seven. I think she was like sixteen in this movie, and then I think she probably started going downhill when she was like seventeen, eighteen. Is she really sixteen? Because she looks a lot older. No, I'm pretty sure she's sixteen. Oh, what about what about the others? Oh, yeah. So this is like I have thoughts about this. So Rachel McAdams. I don't know her exact age, but she was definitely closer to 30 than she was to... Yeah, she was. Yeah. Even closer to tw- like 30 than she was to 20. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, which I feel like is... I hate that when when they do that in movies when the actress is so much older. Because then it doesn't represent how teenagers really are. And then as like a young teen, you can start to get a complex about like, why am I not uh, looking as developed like this? Or, or like, like, yeah, like, or... Yeah, mature, like... yeah confident but Lindsay Lohan she actually was that age wait so she did um Rachel McAdams did um the hot chick and perfect pie I don't I don't know about perfect Perfect pie Pie, but the hot chick was a was a big movie right yeah it did well yeah and then right after she did notebook or I guess it was the same year which is weird because I think she's playing different ages in that or definitely older than what she's playing in mean girls yeah, I think that spans from the time she's, like, 18, like, early college or in college to mm-hmm. uh, probably 30 in that movie. But I think she's a really great actress. Like, she can she can change her look a lot with her different hair styles and colors, and I think she's pretty versatile. Yeah, I feel like she's probably one of the better actresses in the movie. I, I mean, <clears throat> not taking anything away from Tita Fey, but I think that she might be a little limited when it comes to her acting. I haven't, or at least I haven't seen her do a lot of, I love Tina Fey too, but like I don't think I've seen her do a lot of, I guess, play very versatile characters. Yeah, I think her main strength or like her comfort zone is writing, so that's what she really contributes here. 
Uh, yeah, it, which is weird. So, like, I, when I was looking through the credits this time, a, it's I guess it's not surprising, but a white male directed the movie, Mark Waters, which... It, do you feel like it kind of shows up on them? We're kind of skipping topics here, but, like, does it show up in its treatment, and do you think it would have been different had Tina Fey directed it? I don't know if she's ever directed anything, has I, she? I think so. I think she's directed some... Well, I think she's directed stuff... Like, more so now than <clears throat> she did earlier. Um, but I, I think that, like, at that time, I don't think she would have even been allowed to um, direct the movie, if she, even if she wanted to. Yeah, well, maybe at the time she might not have had that experience. Because she came, probably around this time, she was the head writer at Saturday Night Live. So that's not really directing, that's more organizing um, the scripts and writing and... You know, not not the actual, like, directing and filmmaking. So that's where the Amy Poehler connection also comes in. Yeah. Uh, I didn't realize you're such a novice with your Tina yeah. Fey history. Well, yeah, because I've not... I, I mean, okay, that period, I think I was exploring other movies. I, have never, I haven't really explored the SNL space from yeah. early 2000s. Yeah. That's why you are here. <laughs> you are the expert. It's probably my fresh perspective on this <laughs> movie. Um, all right, so so let's go into um, the movie itself, right? Okay. <clears throat> what do you think, like themes wise, works for the for for you? Why do you connect so much with that movie? Apart from Tina Fey, like what about the movie? Like apart, also apart from the fact that we are in Evanston, where True. this movie is based. True. Um, well, I think one of the themes that is the major theme, the whole uh, movie was started based on a book called Queen Bees and Wannabes, I think it was called, which I've never read that, but it's all about teen bullying, especially with girls and how there can be like a queen bee that pushes other girls around. So in this movie, the queen bee is Regina George, uh, Rachel McAdams' character, mm-hmm. but it's not, bullying doesn't necessarily come from the seemingly most Uh, popular strongest girl it can really come from anyone so when you see in the end of the movie when they have that little circle and they're all talking about who bullies who Mm -hmm. um, I mean Katie was a bully the other girls were bullying each other like the sporty girls were bullying each other and um, those two girls that both dated the coach or the that one oh, yeah, the, teacher the Asian character <laughs> yeah which is another thing that I wanted to talk I wanted about. to talk about that too okay. but yeah they like bully each other like all the girls are fighting within themselves so it's like you don't have to bullying is from everyone and I think it's a theme that's relevant now and it was relevant back then and mm-hmm. especially now with the internet and all the cyber bullying and you know uh Melania Trump's crusade on bullying. I yeah. mean, which is necessary. It is true. Well, but like, okay, so since you bring up now, that's one of the things, right? I, I agree that bullying is a theme, but um, what do you think of like movies um, like um, or series like 13 Reasons Reasons Why or a movie like Easy A, which is still comedy, but it, it kind of covers that scarlet letter bullying or name of shame or sort yeah. of thing. What do you think of those movies? I haven't really seen 13 Reasons Why, so I can't really speak to that one, but I know that it's really popular. My boyfriend is a high school teacher, and I know that it was really popular with high school students now, and mm-hmm. like Selena Gomez was connected to that. And, right. Um, Easy A, I like that movie a lot, too, and yeah, I think that's you can connect to that, that people are um, making assumptions about you, and, and you can't really control that message, and how can you take that back? 
But I, I think that like that's that's one of the reasons why when I watched it yesterday again, I didn't feel like I was. It, it, it felt like it dated. It felt a little dated to me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I like how you're ta- like, <laughs> physically taken aback by this. <laughs> Wait, so could you elaborate on right. what you mean? Okay, so, um, all right. So one of the things that I, um, and I think you were going to talk about this too, but the the race aspect, the way they were treating um, the, the stereotyping, the... Kevin Nepore character, who's the Indian dude who's rapping, who, and, and then like the black people. Wait, is with... Indian rapping a stereotype? I didn't. No, know no, about. it's not. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, but like he's trying to be a wannabe. Like he's okay. like this um, American-born confused AC. I'm doing like air quotes right now, but um, also like the Asians clicks and the and maybe this is obviously this thing this is reflecting the society so it does exist but i think part of it that i would imagine would be a different different thing right now if they remade the movie or whatever would have to be the diversity like they, they would want to probably have like black people eat the black of it like other people <laughs> it's not just like a black people group or asian people group and just because she's from, she's been in Africa and she comes back, like, she says the one hello word in, like, Swahili, like, she just expects other black people to know what that is, even though there are hundreds of languages from Africa. <laughs> I forgot that part. <laughs> that, was that, that just, like, stood, stood out to me. But, um, yeah, but those, those are things that I, I, like, I feel like have dated the movie. Again, I don't think that the movie's bad. I like the movie. It's just, like, I feel like that... Yeah, okay, I could see that. And one other thing that I was thinking about is um, Damien, the gay best friend. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, so cliche to have a gay best friend. And I will say, in Tina Fey's defense, that that character was based... So in her book, Bossy Pants, she writes that that character is based on one of her friends from high school. Mm. So I don't think that it was just, like, oh, let's throw in a gay best friend. But... Yeah, I don't think in today's society that you could just have some peripheral character of like, oh, here's my gay best friend, and here's mm-hmm. like the Asian table, and you know the mathletes are all those are all Asian characters. Yeah, I think it would be a little bit more diverse. Yeah, and I, I think that's I guess uh, if that's addressed, then I don't have really any qualms. Yeah, but you and I we talked about this a little while ago mm-hmm. with the plastics and how they're all these like. Um, well, two of them are these white blonde girls, and then there's another white girl. Um, that I think that you could change those characters, and I think it would be fine. But I do think that maybe part of the casting there was just to highlight that they are just like that typical like Barbie type mm-hmm. persona. Which is, I have a huge problem with Amanda Seyfried, or I don't know how to say her name, Seyfried's character. Like I, just the way she's portrayed, and like the whole at the end when she gets the job as the weather woman she's like so dumb yeah she's so that just that was that didn't yeah i mean there are some funny parts about that like when she makes out with her cousin and she doesn't know what a cousin is but also but like yeah so her her transformation wasn't very good Mm -hmm. regina george's transformation i thought that that was good where she was a real bitch and then she turned into that she like funneled all her energy into sports and made friends and had a much positive, much more positive attitude to life. Absolutely agree. I think that like that one scene when she, um, I don't know when, what, when does she go into her room and yell, like scream for yeah. literally a minute? 
Yeah, that's before she, then she takes out the burn book and writes right. everything, and that's where her plan hatches. Yeah. But, yeah, that's before that. But that scene is, is pretty amazing. Like, mm. Even now, that I think holds up. She was a very developed character, I think. Yes, 100% agree. And Katie, I feel like, I mean, she had this developed backstory of, you know, being with her parents and being an only child and traveling to Africa and living in Africa. But as far as her character arc, I feel like it's a little lacking. Like, one thing that I didn't like at the end was... Yeah, she has different friends and everything's fine. But, you know, she's like still dating the boy who, mm-hmm. and he's like going to Northwestern, so he's still in town. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, it's a high school thing. Just be like, okay, he they they broke it's up. Done, like, right? it's done. Yeah. And here's, here's another theory. Okay, this one is going to be, this one you're probably going to like really dislike. And, Uh-oh. you know. All right. <clears throat> so a theory of mine is that Katie is a sociopath. Oh. And... <laughs> And I, I developed this last night. Actually, this is not a pre-existing theory, but um, is that and and she and she is narrating the movie, right? So mm-hmm. she is to me, she feels like an unreliable narrator. Why? I actually think that she pushes Regina, but she's narrating it at the bus. Yeah, like, at, like the bus. Yeah, oh, wow. she's narrating it, so she can edit it the way she wants to. She can tell her story the way she wants to, but she actually pushes her. Here's why. That's a school bus, first of all. The driver is going to be a lot more cautious in in front of a school. Second of all, when the bus passes after she's hit, there's no other bus or turn or, like, it's a flat road. And you can see people from, for at least half a mile away or maybe a quarter mile away. And then lastly, actually, no, this is second to last. Um, Regina is standing there and yelling at Lindsay Lohan for at least, like, maybe 30 seconds, why would the driver not see her? And also, um, Lindsay Lohan's transformation from the African girl to, or, sorry, girl from Africa to the nerdy girl to this plastic back to, oh, I love everyone and, and communism and all of that stuff. <laughs> well, when she broke, breaks yeah, up yeah. that crown and gives it to everyone. Like, all of that just felt so abrupt. It just felt very sociopathish-ish for me. The way she was just changing sh- changing shades. That That's my theory. What do you have to say for that? Okay. I don't think that that's <laughs> true. <laughs> um, so, for a couple reasons. I mean, I think that the bus just whooshed by just because it was... A, the style of the movie was really dramatic. Like, you know, every once in a while they would break out into, like... Um, right, the African, the African which society. I really liked actually, like the mall being the Af- the jungle. Yeah. yeah, I really like that scene. Yeah, so I feel like that was kind of one of the more stylized parts okay. of the filming. Um, and I mean, I think it is plausible that yeah, they could be talking and then she could step out in front of traffic. And yeah, the fact that it was a school bus, maybe that's intense. But I don't know. I don't know why that was chosen. I don't think that it was just her manipulating <laughs> the story. I just thought I that. think that's a very different story than what seems to be being told about like female friendships and bullying and things like that right i would definitely like dilute what the, the whole <laughs> message of the movie is all right, all right Wait, okay. and then i have a huh. second thought too yeah which i forgot though um we're not that of this part <laughs> <laughs> i did have a second part oh and i don't think that it was that abrupt her transformation at the end because 
so I think she did feel a lot of remorse, and I think she felt like she let her parents down. Mm-hmm. So and remorse is a sign of not being a sociopath. <laughs> and then yeah, I guess she I felt like she true. let her parents down, and then she felt like she left, uh, let Mrs. Norbert, is that Tina Norbury? Fay? Or Norbury. Or... Let Tina Fey's character down. Uh, and yeah. then <laughs> she went to the whole mathletes competition, Yeah, and she won it. Um, and that's another part I really don't like, for the record, when... They're, then the two teams get to pick who's on. Oh, yeah, they like, both pick the girl. They both get the girl. They're like, oh, yeah, get the, the girl, get the girl. She'll yeah. mess up. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, sidetrack. Um, but, yeah, I don't think that that's the case. And, I mean, maybe this was, well, I guess Tina Fey may have wrote, written this that way, but, like, Lindsay Lohan almost mess, messes up on the thing, right? She messes up the first answer, and then she's like... No, the other girl says the wrong answer, and then Lindsay Lohan gets a chance to say an answer, and she thinks for a second, and then she goes... The limit does not exist. Well, yes, but she thinks of the guy first. And then she's like, no, oh, I gotta yeah, look yeah. beyond the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, the she, limit does not exist. Ooh, talk... What? No, no, talking about dialogues. That is one thing I was like, I want to talk about for sure, is all the quotable stuff. And how... So one of your questions earlier was, does this stand the test of time? Mm-hmm. And from the perspective of like how quotable it is, I would say definitely... I quote Mean Girls probably <laughs> once a week. <laughs> All right, wait, what's your favorite quote from the movie? Um, probably, <sighs> I'm sick. <laughs> That's probably one I throw out there once a week. <laughs> what did she yell back at her? You bitch or boo, you, you whore. That's no, boo, you whore. Boo, you <laughs> Which is also another really quotable thing. Oh, and one of the... Um, this guy that he reports to me and he's kind of like a new um new hire and like within his first month or so he told me the limit does not exist and i like looked at him and i was like is that a mean girl's quote <laughs> and he was like yeah and i was like yes good hire wait so so my one of my favorite quotes is um the principal going hell no i did not leave Southside for this <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. And then the other one was um, when principal keeps coming in, and he's just like, "It's not, it's not really required for you to make a speech." <laughs> What's funny is that those are not like those are funny quotes, but those are not like the ones that are in memes and stuff like right, that. Right. And that's what's funny is that this movie came out such a long time ago, like before memes. I know like memes don't have to be on the internet, mm-hmm. but before like internet memes existed. Yeah. And. Even though it came out way before that, they've made all these internet memes. Oh, one of my favorites is, get in, loser, we're going shopping. <laughs> but there's a meme that's a bunch of um, dogs in a convertible. <laughs> it says, get in, loser, we're going to PetSmart. <laughs> um, what else? Um, there, was, uh, there was that scene... Ooh, this, is a, this one kind of made me a little... My uh, toes curl was when... Um, wait... What was the coach's name? Oh, I don't know. Uh, coach Carl? Yeah, wh- whatever his name is. He basically runs when he's <laughs> caught by the principal. Like, oh, we need to talk. And he just, like, runs both. <laughs> he's like, whatever his name is, he's like, step away from the underage girls. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. And then, but I mean, there's so many. Like, oh, on Wednesdays we wear pink. And for the audience out in podcast land, it's Wednesday and I am wearing pink. That is true. Well, I'm not in the group, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay, here's a question that comes to mind. 
you studied here. You went to school here. Yeah. By here, I mean Chicago. Yeah. Um, or America, I guess. How different was school at the time? Or when you went to school? Well, so that's another thing, I think, why I really connected to this movie when it came out. Because I was, so I'm, like I said, I'm a few years younger than Lindsay Lohan. And I went to um, a Catholic grade school, and then I went to a public high school. Mm. So I had in my grade school I had known those kids for you know eight or nine years and then I didn't really know anybody at the public high school so I actually kind of felt a lot like Katie when she first gets there and she like is looking around and being like where do I sit what do I do so I think that that's another theme of like is like a newcomer and how do you fit in and especially at that age it's it's hard and like I said I would sit with um somebody from my grade school who was one of like the jock girls and I'm not like a jock girl, <laughs> so it was just. Wait, yeah. did the, did the clicks like actually exist in the well? Not exactly like what they show, but similar to that, the social sort of, I don't know, platforming that happens. Yeah, I would say so. Like, yeah, like I said, I sat with all the jock girls on the basketball team, and like I did not fit in, and like they were nice, but not mm. like I, it was definitely like a click. Oh, and then there was like. The theater kids, band kids, emo kids. Were they really? Like, yeah. Like goth? Or... Yeah. yeah, goths and emo. Those are separate. Wait, what? Yeah. I'm having like a culture lesson here. Yeah. Wait, what's the difference? Well, like the goths would shop at Hot, Hot Topic. Did you know Hot Topic? Yes, I do. I do know Hot Topic. Okay. Well, I don't really think it exists anymore. If it does, it's probably different. I may have seen it like my first yeah. year here or something like that. But yeah, they'd wear like really baggy black clothes and like lots of chains, like studded belts and things like that, like all black. And then, yeah, the emo kids, they were more like in bands or because I mean, this was like early mid 2000s. So like it was like heavy rock was still in vogue. In some or like way. that pop punk and emo uh, and everything. Yeah. So, yeah. OK. More like those kids, like kind of goofy, less serious than the goth kids. I always thought of like both of those just being like really brooding and like black wearing black all the time and yeah a little bit i say like the eyeliner. emo is kind of like goth light hmm. eyeliner is right oh, what do you call it, it... eyeliner yeah. yeah eyeliner yeah wearing eyeliner all right <laughs> um so okay moving on to um things that you think that um if you were to make it again like you would per- perhaps uh, actually let's take a step back would you make this movie again? Yes, Would you in a heartbeat. It? Well, first of all, not remake. I feel like it's perfection, and how do you remake perfection? Okay, so uh, that's a good point, because I didn't clarify the question. So you're basically saying that if the movie had never been made to this point, you would make this movie yeah. at this point. Okay. Um, who would you cast in this movie? Well, so did you see um, Ariana Grande's music video for Thank You, Next? No. Is it... I feel like we almost need to pause this and watch it. Okay. Can we do that? Yes. Yep. All right. So we watched we watched the video uh, in the middle of this recording, and now we're back. I feel like I'm wiser now. Thank you, Claire. You're welcome. So, yeah, that's an amazing music video. Anyone who hasn't seen it should go out and watch that. It is. And I, I was telling you this, but, yeah, I am a closet Ariana Grande fan. <laughs> After I saw that, I, like, became a huge Ariana Grande fan. It's hard to not like her. Yeah, she's, I mean, she's really talented. She Mm -hmm. can sing really well. And in that, like, I haven't really seen any of her acting because I'm, like, a little older than her target market for when she was on those Disney shows. 
Oh, oh did you not know she was like... I didn't even know that. I don't know if it was Disney or Nickelodeon or whatever she was on. But yeah, she, I think she's on one of those shows. Huh. Uh, and then, yeah, but she does a great job playing... So she plays Regina George in this music video. Does a great job, like, scene by scene. And there's a lot of the original Mean Girls cast in it. Aaron Samuels. <laughs> um, yeah. And then... Yeah, so she also does, so it's Mean Girls, Bring It On, 13 Going on 30, and Legally Blonde is all in that movie, or in that music video, and growing up, I loved all those movies, so if you ever want to talk about any of those, let me know. I'm actually totally down for talking about uh, 13 Going on 30, or even Legally Blonde. I haven't seen Bring It On, so I'll probably have to watch it. Maybe we could do a uh, a podcast which covers all three of those. Yeah, Ariana Grande. (laughs) Ariana Grande inspired, yes. Yeah. Um. Okay, so why were you? Why did this come up in your mind when oh. I asked you, like, who, who would you cast? Yeah, so she does an amazing job as Regina George, and I think she could totally mm-hmm. pull that off. But going back to the age of the characters, I think she's, like, 24 or something, and so she might be a little too old. But I don't... She I don't looks know, she, really young. Though. Yeah, she can pull off that age, but, I mean, I'm not her... Like I said, I'm not really her target market because I'm a little bit older than that, so... I don't know if her fans see her as somebody in their mid-20s. And, like, she might be want to break away from being a teenager-type like person. So I don't know if she would be interested in that. Uh, I think that if, like, a studio was to make this movie and cast her, they would make it make it happen. Because she would... I think they would gain a lot more by her fandom, fandom than, yeah. than, like, not. Because she's not hitting target audience. I also feel like, um, I don't know why, but um, Emma Stone comes to mind. Or sorry, Emma, Emma Watson. Emma Watson comes to no, mind. No, Emma Watson's too old, too. Well, she's, she's like 28. What? What is wrong with me? Like, I don't know. <laughs> she's 28? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, wait, she is my age, though. I guess there's something that's still possible. Yeah, you're 28. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening to this, Emma Watson... I love Hermione. Um, so, but yeah, if I looked up because I'm not, I'm not really that familiar with the teen movies and teen stars now. Well, like Selena Gomez and she... Zendaya, they're there's and I don't know how to say her name. So yeah, I made a list by googling who, who do teenagers like these days, <laughs> uh, which is a sign that I'm old. So, um, Kiernan Shipka. Wait, who's she? She's in The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina and Mad Men. Oh, yeah, I think she'd yeah, probably yeah. recognize her from Mad Men. I think she would be good. Um, there's the girl who was in Moana. I don't know how to say her name. Alil Cravalo. The one who's The cartoon. Or... Oh, wait. Oh. The one who gave the voice for the cartoon? I think so, oh, yeah. okay. I don't know, but she seemed, I think, and I think she did sing, too, some of okay. the songs. So I think she's pretty talented. Um, Millie Bobby Brown from Stranger oh, Things. Yes. I don't know if she's like too young, maybe, but like in a few years. Um, Elsie Fisher from Eighth Grade. She was amazing. In eight. Have you seen? I've, eighth grade? I've not seen Eighth Grade, but I think she could be a good Katie, kind of like from that movie, just the preview oh, of that movie. She God, could be a good yes. like fish out of water. That would be perfect casting. I also think maybe this is my calling as I should be in casting. Maybe, yeah. Um, yeah, Suraj, if you ever go into the movie business, I'll, I'll do your casting. <laughs> Leave accounting, get into casting. Yeah. Um, so, and then I have a couple more. Willow Smith. Willow Smith. Like Will Smith's daughter. Oh, 
Yes, I move my hair back and forth. (laughs) I I whip my hair. I whip my hair. Sorry, not move. (laughs) I move my hair. Yeah. And then um, I think any of the kids from Blackish would be good. Yeah. And there's there's that one girl from Blackish who's a little young right now, I think, to be like in a teen movie. But the one, she's in that movie Little, I think it's called. Okay. Where um, I know what that, you're talking about. Yeah, <clears throat> I yeah. think she's a little young, but I think in a couple of years she would be really good. I also liked um, Darla in Shazam. Have you seen Shazam? No, I haven't. Okay, like uh, I think well, but she's too young. Yeah, she's too young. Well, it depends when we make this movie. Right. Yeah. Well, Darla could be that that uh, that little sister of Regina. George, <laughs> oh yeah, that dances just, in like, the background. Yeah, just shows up twice for questionable parenting. <laughs> I love that though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that. That kind of, like, goes into Amy Poehler's character. Like, what did she say? What's the... Ugh, you keep me young. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, I'm not a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. Right, yeah. And so everything is allowed in this house. Yeah, and then she's like, is this alcoholic? And then (laughs) Amy Poehler's like, no. Do you want some? (laughs) Also, like, randomly barging in, like, do you you guys guys need anything to eat? Do you want condoms? (laughs) Yeah. But what's funny is, so I grew up, like, kind of in the area where uh, Mean Girls was supposed to take place. And, I mean, that is kind of how a lot of parents were. It was like, oh, yeah, you can drink here. Like, I'd rather have you drink at home than leave. Or some houses like that. Like, I've been in really huge houses like that Mm -hmm. and just been like, holy shit, how, how is this happening? That is, <clears throat> that is very cathartic to hear because in India, when I used to watch all these movies growing up, I used to be like, no, life can't be like this. No, I wouldn't say, I would not say that that's typical, but I would say it's in, I mean, like these kids are supposed to be like the mean, the plastics are supposed to be like this elite, weird, privileged group. Which is like heightened reality, yeah. but it is based yeah. off of reality is yeah. what I'm getting, right? Yeah, yeah, some reality at least. And I would definitely say that in my high school, the popular kids were also the rich kids. Yeah. Do you think any of those have changed, like, in time? What do you mean? Like, the popular the rich popular kids, kids have... now? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I do think that with money comes confidence, and with confidence comes popularity. I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Or maybe not confidence, because I think a lot of kids are insecure, but... It has like the illusion of confidence. Like they could, they can wear flashy clothes or to hide their other insecurities. Whereas mm-hmm. if you don't have money, you might not be able to hide your insecurities as well. Yeah, but I think part of it is also like the parenting. Like how are they bringing up their kids? Yeah. All right. Well, <clears throat> on that note, Claire, uh, thank you for being on the show. I, do you have any last thoughts on on Mean Girls that you would like to share, or any other thoughts on? Uh, social i guess life in schools um well yeah just if any of your listeners out there haven't seen mean girls i would definitely recommend it i hope that they enjoy it half as much as i do (laughs) i almost feel like we need to bring you in to do like a part two because there's a lot to talk about but i think that we need i need to watch bring it on and 13 going on well i've seen 13 going on 30 and then legally blonde but that we should talk about that or matrix I think Matrix would be great, too. Yeah, it was the 20th anniversary for Matrix. Yeah, maybe we should do that. But I also want you to watch Harold and Maude, because that's, like, my favorite. Yes. So there's a lot of movies that I need to watch. Yeah, surprisingly. <laughs> apparently apparently, I claim to be a movie buff, apparently. I um, think you said a, mo- a movie maven. Isn't that what you I called yourself? I never called myself movie maven. <laughs> maven? 
<laughs> in one of our business classes, they said, who is a oh. maven? <laughs> oh, I know what you... And then I reluctantly raised my hand. Yeah. Yes. It was like silent for a minute and nobody claimed that they had any interest. And then Siraj yeah. raised his hand and said he was a movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, when you bring in the Indian movies and like uh, the other language movies that I've watched, okay, I can be called at least a, a pseudo-maven. <laughs> All right. So thank you for being here and hopefully you will be agreeable to joining us on another episode. And on that note, guys, adios. Oh, and dang it. I almost forgot to plug in. Please do not forget to like, share, subscribe, rate, review, comment, wherever you're getting this feed, whether it's on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podcast Addict. It helps us a lot. Thank you and good night. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.